0: What are you doing back in Lobster Cove, Jackson McGregor?
1: Stay away from me and my grandparents, Bennett. The post office in the village is earmarked for closure. You can offer whatever you want. We're not selling.
2: You said it yourself. One day Bennett would destroy this whole place with his greed.
0: Tell your grandparents they've got a month to buy this, or I send in the bulldozers. I know how we can make more money. Well, you reckon you can sell anything? sell this. What is that? I had the idea. Why not brew it? That is good. I know. We sell the tea, we make money, we stop Bennett, we save the post office.
1: That's good. Mary down the road says it's fantastic. When can I get some more? It's just like posh tea. The substance you found is that experimental drug invented by the Nazis at the end of the world war. Mr.
0: McAndrews, things are going to get really messy. The tea is the drug.
1: Look, we just sold the entire village bloody crazy Nazi tea. So, Thank you. Here we go. Hello,
2: everyone. This is Scott Geider, also known as Gruesome Herzog. I have three special guests from the land of Scotland. We got director David Ryan Keith. We well, have we have the um, road runner Richard Curry, and we have me. that asshole Bennett Campbell as Liam <laughs> Matheson. How uh, you guys pleasure. doing? Meet you.
1: It's coincidental, because he's an asshole as well. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, I had to say that. Uh, welcome to my show. Um, Attack of the Herbals is uh, a phenomenal film. I really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait for it to get an American release. David, let's start with you. Um, you're the mastermind behind this. Uh, do you want to give the, the listeners an idea of how this movie came about and, uh, you know, any funny backstories, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh Well, me we, Liam and Richard, we've been shooting short films together for about ten years, so it's always been like our like ambition to make a feature film, but it, it always kind of seemed impossible. And a couple of weird circumstances happened relating to my job, and the time opened up for us to like make a feature film. So it, I don't know, it came together quite pretty quickly. So I'm just surprised we got it made. To tell you the truth.
2: Well, one thing I tell every filmmaker, um, you know, it doesn't matter um, what people say because it's a matter of someone's opinion. But when Mm -hmm. you start a project and you finish it, there is a present itself. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So, you know, I mean, I can go on forever about this film, but, again, I told you guys that the copy showed up my door, and I don't understand how. And I'm glad it did because, you know, my wife doesn't watch horror I mean, this Uh, might be some signs of horror, but it's more like a comedy... Uh, um, It's hard to explain, but...
3: It's like slapstick. That's, you know, like slapstick goofball.
2: Right, and I really (laughs) enjoyed this film. Now, go ahead and get get a listener's idea, David, of what this film is about.
3: Well, right. (laughs) The movie... I guess it's tagged as a comedy horror, but it's really a comedy movie, and it's based around a Nazi experiment that's gone wrong in the past and um, you know what Liam you should take this one over because you probably can explain the story better than me <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really good when the uh, the filmmaker you know can't explain his own movie uh, but yeah the uh, there's a crate, there's a Nazi experiment goes wrong uh, basically thinking World War Two. the crate falls into the sea it sits there and somehow matures for uh, sixty years and then it's picked up in present day by two numpties, uh, <laughs> or idiots, as we would, as you might say, um, who then decide to sell the tea to their local people in their little village of Lobster Cove. And they really think it's tea that's in the crate, but it's actually a Nazi experiment gone wrong. And uh, everybody in the town just starts going crazy, and uh, it's just chaos from there.
2: Yeah, and it's funny you mention about that, because it really pissed you off when they were selling the tea, because this is my village.
0: Yeah, the character that I played, Bennett, (laughs) uh, uh, he's not too happy about it. He's wanting to uh, wipe clear Lobster Cove, make it a demolition site, and then build a super casino on top, which is the most ridiculous idea ever. But um, it's kind of the only way to save Lobster Cove is to bring money in, and this tea brings money in, and that's what stops him from his project.
2: Right, and then of course, I mean, I don't want to say too much because I want, I don't want it to be ruined here. But um, as yourself, you tried this tea, and uh, well, <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> but um, Roadrunner, um, your part in this movie also that I thought was really an, an interesting twist because in a lot of films like this here, when people are in wheelchairs, okay, they're usually victims. You know what I mean? Yeah, like in Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Um, but your character, my wife adored your character because of some oh, fact you. You're welcome. But it's, it's a fact that um, something, you were this big shot in town, um, Roadrunner is your nickname because you were a fast runner and so forth, and you end up in a wheelchair, but no one ever knew why you were in a wheelchair. And one of my favorite scenes, I think, in the movie, which I'll say it because, you know, I mean, you have to see it in order to understand it. I can't give it away, but there's a scene with you and Bennett that he says something that you realize that um, this knucklehead was the one that put you in that wheelchair and what yeah. I thought was so <laughs> clever about that is the way you handled yourself um, <laughs> the experience now, was it hard to um, do the wheelchair bit?
1: Well, uh, when, I, when I first took on the part, I thought it's going to be really easy because I'll get to sit in a wheelchair and I'm not going to be very active but it was the exact opposite uh-huh. I was exhausted all the time from pushing myself around but in, in between takes I got to take a rest in a wheelchair but I got a, I got a kick out of being in a wheelchair it was good fun right. uh, that that scene you were talking about I actually helped rewrite that scene before we filmed it because I always made sure whenever one of my scenes came up I would rewrite it and give myself really good dialogue <laughs> <laughs> and I think better <laughs> than anybody else providing the Roadrunner scenes are memorable that's all that I care about
2: yeah <laughs> There's a,
1: <laughs>
2: there's a funny scene is when that bitch
1: kept chasing you around. That, that was, David came up with that. That's like... Uh, David will tell you how he conceived it, but that's one of the most unique chase scenes you'll ever see in your life.
2: Exactly. That's what really sunk my wife really into your role in that in this movie, period. And me, myself is... You don't see that very often, but... No, I, no. I've never seen it.
0: <laughs> I... Uh, i want to say that's like i for me um in terms of this film like going across all over the world there's two things i would challenge one is there ever been a film before which has a scooter versus a wheelchair race like chase right like like you know and has there ever been a film that has a montage of tea being made (laughs) no i don't think it's ever been done before
2: i love it i love it I mean, to me it I I can really see this film being an iconic film 20 years from now. I really do. And I'm not going to smoke up your ass either, but, you know, this movie is so different. And, you know, and when you, when you see a title, Tack of the Herbals, okay? Now, now, honestly, the reason why I watched it right away is because it had zombies. I'm a big zombie fan. Yeah. But when you come to realize somebody really has to change that IMDB a little bit because it gets people confused because it's not zombies and I'm not slamming it in no, no way of, at all. Actually, if it would have been zombies, I think it would have been stupid. Yeah. I yeah. think the way it was put out there was a lot better because they're crazy for the tea, you know? Yeah. Bennett, Bennett well, wow, I want more tea, you know? <laughs> I think you know.
1: the way we described it was what we used to refer to them as herbals. The people that went crazy were herbals. They were herbalized, like almost like yes. vampires who want blood. These are people who want tea, and will go to any lengths to get the tea.
3: Right. But you see where the uh, sales agents came from by putting the name Shop, um, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz on, because it's such a low-budget movie. There was no stars, so it's like one yeah. way to get the tea. I guess people kept picking it up, but I guess it's kind of worked against us because all the reviews from the UK. Every single one has mentioned the
2: fact that it's
3: Sean. It's not Sean of the Dead or Hot Boys yeah. or No so. Weird.
2: I want to ask you that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, my wife, when I told her what you said about people in the UK don't like this film, and my wife got all worked up, and she never gets worked up over any any films ever. What I mean is that the biggest problem they're saying that it's not Shaun of the Dead is that what the actual, I mean what are they actually saying over there about your film if if you want to say
3: the first, well obviously I think people are picking up the movie and buying it thinking it's going to be Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz that kind of commercial Hollywood value you know I mean. and the second one is I think a lot of the humor just goes over people's heads in the UK they thought, they think we made a serious film that just turned out Oh. I guess badly, and uh, I just don't think they get
1: the humour. <laughs> and, and a lot, a lot of people that we know that watch the film are just people that nitpick and who will look for any superficial flaw and oh, just going in and slag off. And I think I said this to you last night, Scott. What I say to those people is stop moaning, stop writing reviews, go out and make your own film, show us how it's done, and then we'll take your reviews more seriously.
2: That's exactly what, you know, I've got myself into hot water sometimes because I'm very vocal in that point. You know, there's a lot of reviewers out there over here in the States that will sit there and dissect every yep. damn thing in the movie. Ow, oh, it's kind of dark in that shot, you know. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, seriously, your job is to watch the movie, not to, I mean, yep. to dissect it. I mean, I mean. then again, you also got to realize, too, um, is Liam is, and uh, Roadrunner is, people who really go into far detail and criticizing a the movie there's two reasons one they failed at making their own damn movie yeah. two they failed at acting or three there's completely jealous a-holes
1: that, that's yeah. why I think it's down to a lot of people they know that what well take us for example some people might look at us and say oh they succeeded where I failed instead of going out and doing it myself which would be a little, little bit more difficult I'll just slag it off and not act like a smart ass and it's very, very easy to look at something that somebody's done after they've done it and rip it to bits and say you should have done it this way, you should have done it that way, this part of the script should have been stronger
2: yeah well see I don't know I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's the way of the world, you know. I mean, it, everybody has their own opinion. And that's that's the whole bottom line. It's your opinion. See, that's yeah, one thing yeah. I don't do on my podcast site when I review a movie. I refuse to review any movies I do not like because right. it doesn't matter what the hell I don't like. What matters is what, what I do like. Yeah, I want to yeah. share movies that I enjoyed. I don't want to share a movie that I hate. That makes no sense. What's the
1: point? Uh, uh, and it would be too easy of,
0: to it to bits there's quite a lot of reviews that actually say um, watched this film for an hour uh, and was bored of it and switched it off and they actually missed the best part of the like, <laughs> last half hour
1: yeah which was the half of the most, hour of action and mayhem
0: yeah yeah so they yeah. missed like the, the most important part of the film so
2: Well,
3: that's our fault as well, isn't it, for maybe pacing issues and all that kind of.
2: There isn't no pacing issues. There is none whatsoever because every scene that you see, there's always something different that's coming along. You got that whack job boss um, who blames poor, you know, um, poor um, Jackson about, you know, (laughs) you know. But you know, it's not. It's it's. I don't know how to explain it. When I've seen films this week that people are saying, this is my favorite movie of this year. An hour, an hour goes by and I'm fucking snoozing. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is nothing to snooze at. You have, I don't know, you, you, I'm very passionate about this film. I really enjoy this film and there's nothing wrong with this film. I've seen a lot of, I've seen $3,000 budget movies that I reviewed that I enjoyed. It's not the amount of money that's being made. It's the clever idea of behind the story and yeah. what you have to work with. That's just the way it is, and I get nailed for that. But I don't care. I do not care. I stick by with what I believe in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you 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 have, but you can work with less money.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, in fact, it's all it all comes down to what your tastes in films are. Yeah. For people like horror, they will like uh you know like uh a, a comedy film people that like they might not like a drama There's, there is not a perfect film in the world that caters to everybody You're it's right. all down the tastes and sometimes people just don't like certain films but
2: when one thing I do do is if somebody bashes a film and I liked it I always do my research and see what, State, what they really enjoyed you know what I mean and yeah. I'm not saying no names whatsoever but the same person that bashed the movie that I liked liked Brokeback Mountain so why the <laughs> hell are you reviewing a horror film if you watch Brokeback Mountain yeah. that's two completely opposite ends of genres it's
1: some to some people Brokeback Mountain was a horror film that evoked comedy <laughs> 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 I going to say that <laughs> <laughs> what up? i camping for five years after I watched that film Uh-oh.
2: So I used to go camping that one night yeah I did the two years so, what, <laughs> yeah. so what you're saying is Bennett watched it the night before, and it's why he hit you. He was so, yeah, yeah, so good. distraught.
1: <laughs> Should we talk about what was supposed to happen in, in the car? Remember what was supposed to be happening to Bennett that caused him to lose control of the vehicle? Oh, oh
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we. At
0: at the time, <laughs> uh, at the time where. Bennett crashed the car he wasn't supposed to be listening to music and dancing and stuff he was actually supposed to be receiving a uh, oh BJ yeah a BJ from his male servant
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: broke back mountain baby
1: yeah it it's came full circle and I think,
2: I think the <laughs> failing in our film
0: is that we never had that scene and we're not yeah. appealing to the gay community out there with herbals
3: well I knew you were disappointedly.
0: Oh it's not why you were
2: really <laughs> I, I, I wasn't wearing a skirt. I
0: was In that scene when I was driving, I was just wearing nothing underneath. I was just in a top shirt. Oh
2: my god. Listen to David.
1: <laughs> I, I, I did want some love scenes for the Roadrunner, but David refused. <laughs> <laughs> I just He's wanted a like big orgy, like to wake up in bed with a thousand women. But David could only get 959, so we couldn't follow it.
0: All <laughs> uh, lightning up.
1: <laughs> but
2: now th- there's one scene that I thought was so cool too is a scene R- Road Runner is a lady with <laughs> the bush with the little I mixer. Don't
1: me Roadrunner. <laughs> I don't the Road Runner, I forgot my actual name. Like it, oh they cast this guy because his name was Road Runner. No,
2: Richard Curry, I apologize. Richard <laughs> Curry plays Road Runner. Okay. loves it.
1: I, I like being called that it. endearing.
2: But that scene with the lady with the with the with the little mixer thing to see oh.
1: your <laughs> <laughs> to see your face. <laughs>
2: Man, that get, the, was, get the hell that out of my
1: David's, way that was David's girlfriend's auntie was it David that yeah. it came it's, it's, up for the weekend and, I, and she came all the way up from London and I walked up to her and I was like oh you must be the lady who's attacking me with a whisk and she was like what and I goes, <laughs> oh, I'm bashing your head in with a rock later and she didn't have a clue what I was talking about she just thought she was going to be standing in the background or something <laughs> <laughs> like she'd be wrestling in the road Runner. the roadrunner
0: <laughs> that is kind of how casting for herbals goes. It's a case of if you show up to help, you're going to be in the film in yeah, some way or yeah. another.
1: But you know what, guys?
2: Um, it turned out very well. I mean, the cast was great. The way it was, it was shot, well, it was well shot, well acted. You know, and again, you can pull that off. I've seen movies <laughs> where it didn't get pulled off very well, but you wouldn't know that. You really wouldn't know that. I mean, she, I mean, she didn't say very much, but her actions alone was beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was really good.
2: So
3: real. Real
1: It's quite interesting, Scott, that you mentioned sort of like the actors who were in Attack of the Herbals because it was a mixture of amateurs and people who did act for a living. And a lot of the times when people reviewed the film, they would select the people who were the amateurs and say, oh, I thought they were the best and then, see, the professionals that didn't like them so much, but vice versa. So, yeah. you know, like, who do you believe? Who, you know, who were the proper doctors? Well,
2: again, there's a key word, agenda. Ah, uh. There you go, <laughs> agenda. You know, let's say uh, Liam has a um, a jealous friend, you know. Uh, uh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey, uh, you know what? I really can't bash Liam because I know him, but you don't, so how about you do a review yeah, yeah. and bash him? I mean, it, I, I'm not saying that it happens, but it does. I mean, come on. Uh, there's I mean, a lot of jealous people out there. Haters are going to hate.
1: David, yeah. well, do you want to talk about the, the the online review that totally slated me? That led to my, <laughs> that led to my early retirement from acting? <laughs> but you thought I did that
3: review, but it was a real review. Some guy, a magazine in the UK highlighted all the cast well pretty much slagging them off as well but highlighted Richard in particular being the worst actor <laughs> in the entire movie
1: <laughs> not just the worst easily the worst performance came from Richard Cuddy easily you got the really?
0: and, said, <laughs> cries. and I hope the guy I got goes,
1: h- today, I goes how much did you pay that fucking guy to say that He goes. I, I don't know who it is I was like you know who it is, you uh, who it
2: is. <laughs> well you know what that guy should be fired for making fun of a handicapped person
3: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Liam, you got in another magazine review, you were called the least. What was it, the least? (laughs) Oh, actually, that was a brilliant quote. Um,
0: What was that? Because I'm going to put that in my CV. The the most ridiculously insane. Oh, man, I'm going to have to find that. Sorry. You
3: guys
0: continue. I need to find it.
1: You see, I remember my bad quotes off off by heart, so that this when I'm asked, last, I'm like, this one. is what they said. It was a good one, was it?
2: Uh, I'll let you guys continue. Now, Archie McGregor, played by Jimmy Lynch. Now, I don't know much about him, but he seems like he's been around the business for a while. I mean, I didn't look him up. Is he a veteran actor over there?
3: Um, well, the guy you played Danny the Pincer, the crazy uh, Harbour guy, that's one of his friends, and he, he kind of works behind the camera with the tracks and all that, but we... We were really struggling to find actors, so people behind the camera were in front, like got dragged in front of it throughout the film, and yeah. vice versa. Okay. Like Liam and Richard, like uh, Richard did the focus pulling, Liam did sound recording when they weren't acting in front of the camera. So it was just anyone that turned up that day was either going to be in it or be part of making it. If you know what
2: mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Well, I thought he, did, I thought he was very did a really good job.
3: Well, that's the way. <laughs> That's how Jimmy Lynch acts in real life.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well then, okay, there you go.
1: <laughs> he wasn't acting; he was reacting to the situation. Just <laughs> naturally.
3: <laughs> in the same yeah.
1: way, I thought I, Lee Hotshen and Jimmy Lynch, they're both really strong characters, but they're good at portraying that sort of menace. Yeah. All
2: right. And how about Grandma?
1: Well, she was a
3: proper actor. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> So she was one of the I think there were how many proper actors we have about two but she was one of them and she was kind of kind of can, I would say baffled throughout the whole experience because she did mostly stage work okay a while for her to understand about you know like why I was shooting two takes you know I
0: that, kind that of- came across quite a lot with the uh, stage actors that we had in the film um, because we were shooting with one camera and for David to get all of his cuts, he had to reshoot the same scene. And they were kind of questioning, why am I saying this again? So they say yeah. the lines like five times with the camera in all in different places. And yeah. then David would take it back and cut it later. I think that was one of the biggest hurdles we had to get over um, in the early uh, stage of that, not,
1: not only was it the multiple camera angles, it was also people having to hit their mark because the focus on the camera was basically the same as a 35mm. So the actors had to hit their marks and stay in focus. And you take it granted it for like a normal film, you know, people do that. But when you're dealing with people that have never done it before, it can be very, very difficult. Right. Both but, in front of the camera and behind the camera.
2: Well, that's funny you mentioned that because on um, well, my second film that I did this summer, um, I experienced that exact same thing. with so the first film that I did, I had a small part as a bartender, and it was once one take and done, you because know, they had, they had yeah. the bigger equipment. Then my second film was exactly like what you mentioned. I had to say the same lines like three times, four times, different angles. So to me, as being a relatively new at acting, that's a great experience for me because now I've seen both opposite ends of movie making. Yeah. So, yeah, I know exactly what that means. That's a little different. You know, saying your same lines, this angle, that angle. But you know what? It's an experience that I'll never forget. I really enjoyed myself when I did that.
1: And the good thing is, what David would, would do at the end of the shoot, once he went through the process and people were still unsure of what was going on, he would show it on the big screen, we'd all go back for like a hot cup of tea, hook up the camera to the TV and would watch the takes, and then the actors would start to understand the method behind the madness, doing it over <laughs> and over. <laughs> <laughs> Why they went through it
2: that's excellent but you know what guys I really appreciate you guys coming on I mean um, I wish you all the success but you know what I would love to get a role over there in it's one movie in my lifetime I would love to go over there and just experience the atmosphere that's my dream as
1: long
0: as, long as you don't, don't mind drinking and uh, you know <laughs> getting cold then you'll be fine
2: uh, that's, that's fine with me I mean I just love UK Scottish I love the films over there the people are so neat, you know, From, from coming from my angle and, and over here in the United States. I mean, I only see from what I see on TV or film, but that's my dream. I'm going to get my ass over there to visit one of these days and do a film. I don't care if it's a small part. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do it. welcome, welcome and give us a shout. Yeah. Come so, to so.
1: Lobster Cove. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, as you're listening to, um, it's, the movie's called Tack of the Herbals. Um, can't
3: wait. Uh, can I do, can I do a quick plug? Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. It's available on Time Warner Cable in the U.S. right now, and it's out on DVD on the 13th of January from M.T.I. Phone Video. Sweet, <laughs> can't wait. Shameless,
1: shameless plug.
2: No, okay. it's not shameless. It needs to be seen over here, and I can't wait. I mean, I'm anxious to see what the what the outtake going to be. But then again, you got to remember the slogan that they use is going to cause some backlash but the the real film watchers real film watchers and reviewers will understand that you know I mean if they bash it then they're idiots I mean they have to go farther from the I mean I normally don't read this shit because I don't even watch trailers because if you watch a trailer before a movie chances are you might see something that you don't want to see that's going to ruin it so I never watch trailers so I want to do it blindly but uh <laughs> maybe that was a good thing <laughs> nah, come on
3: oh, so how did you get the d v d anyway?
2: I <laughs> don't know it just i mean it showed up I don't remember what the hell it even was anymore. I don't mean ugh, I don't know. It came in an envelope, I threw it away. I always throw that shit away right away and just <laughs> keep the movie i mean i don't that's even
1: think filmed the script
2: <laughs> i don't care what I don't care where it came from. I just rip it out, put it on my shelf, then watch it i mean i i really I'm, honestly, I really don't know, but I'm glad it showed up i mean I don't know i've uh got myself into a lot of distributors where they'll just send me stuff out of sky blue. You know what I mean? I've uh, gotten stuff that's yeah. re- before it's released, and, you know, I just don't look. I just, hey, oh, wow. All right, put it in the shelf, and then when I'm not working, watch it, and that's what happens. But, uh, hey, it's a big surprise. I mean, it's a big hit on my on my Facebook, on my podcast, though. It's been getting hit every day, you know, yeah. from all over the world. So people are checking it out. I mean, you like I said, I have a lot of listeners that... um Really pay attention. I mean, if there's a movie that I really like, chances are yeah. they're going to like it. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those deals yeah. where people will like what you like. Oh, okay, if Gruesome really likes it, then I'm going to like it. You know, And they'll, they'll check it out and buy it or whatever and watch it. That's what I'm saying. I don't bash films because, you know, people have their own tastes. But if Gruesome doesn't like a film and he, and he, and he, really, you know, he reviews it, I don't want to deter people away from the film. And that's yeah. just my whole, my whole goal.
3: Well now uh, we've got one American fan We have to reach our target of What was
2: it? Four? So (laughs) We can do it (laughs) We can do it
0: Uh, If I can just say that quote uh, That was described as Bennett um, He's so extremely evil It's hilariously unbelievable (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) And that was my favourite quote of, uh, of Review
3: damn... you should maybe read out some of the Love Film comments. They're quite good. uh, (laughs) 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 This film is so bad. I can't remember. Hang on, I'll look it up. One Uh, was, I would rather watch Ed Wood in reverse with Finnish subtitles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, there's one here on IMDB too. Rather bad, but mostly uninteresting and sophomoric. Really? (laughs) That's, That's a big word movie. to be using. I Problem know. is, as you go along, you make better movie in your own mind as the movie progresses. It never does, <laughs> unless it has gay sex, then we like it. <laughs> <laughs> and they even spelled Sean the dead wrong. <laughs> uh,
0: Fucking wrong. Here is one for Richard. This is a love film review. Worst, unfunny, boring, unoriginal film ever. Unoriginal? The only good thing was the acting by the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait 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 no,
0: wait. wait, wait. <laughs> uh, there were 20 parts of the film, and he seemed like a genuinely good comedic actor.
1: That's Richard. <laughs> yeah. is
2: what the, the
1: I'm so to glad be. my mum posted that review. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get a kick out of that shit. It's right. funny. I mean, this is, this,
0: this is my favorite one. It this says, uh, says here on my top ten list uh, of movies never to watch again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. See, so yeah, Now, you do realize that when people waste their time to say that, they actually like to film. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really? amazing how creative people are when they watch your film. They'll come out like it's a Shakespearean sonnet they're coming out with. It's like, just say it shit. Don't waste my time with your creative garble.
2: <laughs> I still get a kick out of this guy here on, on the IMDB. Uh, he spells Sean of the Dead wrong. So, you, obviously, you don't watch films too much.
1: I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust this guy's opinion. Then, because either that, or or he's <laughs> spending too much time
0: watching films and not going to school.
1: There yeah. you go. <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs> oh, or I was drinking too much tea. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I really appreciate you coming on. You guys are great. Uh-huh. It's an honor having you guys on here, um, listeners. Uh, the movie we're talking about again is Attack of the Herbals. You heard the release date. My interview today is director David Ryan Keith. And we have, once again, we have uh, Liam Matheson, who played Bennett Campbell. And, yes, Richard Curry as Steve Roadrunner Robertson. You guys got to check this film out. Let me know what you think. And be honest. I mean, it's a really fun, entertaining film. I really enjoyed it. And, guys, thank you very much for taking time out for me today to do the
1: interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just for your time.
2: No problem. You guys take care. Bye. See